Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. This is the Soho Radio Podcast, showcasing some of the best broadcasts from our online radio station, right from the heart of Soho, London. Across our music and culture channels, we have a wide range of shows covering every genre, along with chat shows, discussions and special broadcasts. Here is just one of our recent shows. To catch the full show, head to our Mixcloud page or listen live at SohoRadioLondon.com. listening to Rebel Dispatches with the latest from the rebellion and news on the climate and ecological emergency. I'm Marine Vandergeer. There's no fake news, just lies. There's no fake news, just lies. And I'm Anna Hyde. <laughs> and that was the Commonist Choir, who you will be hearing from later. Um, and this is Rebel Radio. <laughs> and the song that was the song that's been buzzing around in my head all week, uh, Bang on the Drum All Day by Todd Grungren. I just have not been feeling in a massive rush to get back into the fray. How about you, Marine? Um, Yeah, absolutely not been wanting to deal with reality yet. Um, it is a new year, but it's the same old Shit. <laughs> oh, it surely is. Oh, yes. So, what have we got on the show for you today? New Year 2022, first show of the year. How's your week going for you? Are you raring to go or are you struggling to get in gear? So, we've got a brilliant guest this week. We're delighted to be joined by Hayden Prowse, who likes to be described as a satirist but could also be described as a broadcaster, um, coming off the back of his brilliant Green Ink series on BBC Sounds, all about greenwashing. I'm going to give him the title Greenwash Finder General. How does that work for you, Hayden? Yeah, it's good, though. It sort of suggests that I hunt witches, but, <laughs> but they re- the Greenwash is real. Can I be CEO Finder General? Toss a coin oh, to yes. your witcher. <laughs> yeah, CEO Finder General. That, that is pretty good, too. Um, only just before Christmas, Marine and I were like, oh, God, saving the world's such hard work. I hope some more people come and help us. Yeah, and there you are, Hayden. Yeah. Brilliant. <laughs> Amazing. Lost. Thank you so much for being here. No worries. Thanks for having me. Um, so, um, as I was saying, New Year, same shit. Um, just before uh, the end of the year, we had the lovely Rosie Merrifield from the Exile Political Circle with us. Um, and she was here live in the studio updating us on the bloody policing bill. Uh, so, um, more has been happening with that bill, believe it or not. So, we spoke to Rosie yesterday um, to get a bit of an update. Um, So should we have a quick listen to what she has to say about that and what the latest is? Um, Shall we do that now, Anna? Yeah, let's do that now. It's very motivating. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, it'll get you (laughs) nice and angry. (laughs) So let's have a listen to Rosie right now. 
Okay, so it's a brand new year, very exciting, but the same old shit's happening. So we have invited Rosie to come and give us an update on the police crimes and sentencing bill. What next, Rosie? What's happening next and how can we get involved, please? Um, Okay, so the bill is about to go back to the Lords um, on the 10th of January for its final three sittings before it returns to the Commons. Um, so this is the final opportunity to make any amendments to the bill as it stands, um, including some amendments to blunt the worst parts of part three, um, the original part three, and then also to try to oppose the amendments that the government snuck in there um, last minute, which are incredibly problematic. So this is the last opportunity to um, put a stop to those before it then goes back to the Commons. So they are particularly dastardly, aren't they? Those last ones that just got snuck in before even the Libertarians in her own party could see them. But what do they actually mean, Rosie? Can you can you tell us what they actually are, please? Yeah, so, I mean, it's important to, like, know as well that the original Part 3 was, like, also horrendous before these new amendments came in. The new amendments just make it like much much worse um so rosie just um for our listeners who because because just to remind people that we have had you on the show before talking about the police bill um but in case they missed the show or they can't quite remember what is part three what does that mean and what's in that um so part three is a uh provision is full of provisions to limit um protesting and marches um <clears throat> and it was originally Um, It's been included off the back of some of the actions by Black Lives Matter and Extinction Rebellion, uh, which the Secretary, um, Home Secretary Priti Patel, has made very clear that they are the targets. Um, So it's the clauses themselves um, have introduced new triggers to warrant police intervention and the shutdown of a protest or a march. So those triggers are things like noise, annoyance or impact so the defining characteristics of a protest yeah so basically it would make anything close to an effective protest um open to being shut down or any conditions placed on it um that the police in charge decide to it also contains other provisions like protests can no longer take place outside of parliament um and other things like um Priti Patel has permitted herself to define what serious disruption is after the bill passes. So given her clear um, feelings about those protest groups, she can do whatever she wants with that. Mm. Um, So yeah, it's really, really alarming that any kind of protest, whatever group you are, your protest will basically rendered ineffective. And if it is close to being impactful, it will then be illegal, potentially. Right. And and that's basically what part three of the bill talks about. So that is specifically the protesting aspect of, of this policing bill. Exactly. Part three is all aimed at um, public order. Okay, fine. So another provision as well in part three, before the new amendments came, was the provision that anyone who is attending a protest, um, if conditions are placed on the protest, that person is responsible for knowing about those conditions and can be arrested just for being present at the protest um, because a new clause has been put in there to say that they ought to know, quote, ought to know. So 
right. it means anyone can be fearful of attending a protest in case you are the target of those new powers. Um, and then comes these new amendments that were introduced last minute and in response to um, the Insulate Britain protests. However, they go, so they kind of took advantage of the fact that there was a lot of public anger towards those protests. But what these measures actually mean, they go way, way beyond um, those particular protests. So they've kind of snuck in all these other issues to make all protests um, basically entirely um, ineffective or illegal, but they've done it on the back of these. So the new, the new provisions are that if you are found to be have anything that could potentially be used to lock on, um, you can be arrested. Uh, any, it basically means that any materials that we have for any protest, banners, anything, anything that you're going to fix to anyone, anything will no longer be allowed. Um, and you can be arrested for having those. You can have those confiscated. Um, so, like, it basically immobilizes any kind of successful protest. Mm. Um, they've put a provision in there for stop and search powers. So anyone in the vicinity of a protest, whether you're attending or you are just simply a member of the public, you can be uh, subjected to stop and search, which doesn't have to have any suspicion attached to it. So. Um, it inv invites the issue that we know very much exists in the police force, which is racial profiling. And statistics and history tells us that these are disproportionately used to, for black and brown people. So um, that's a major issue. And they can seize anything you have and search your vehicles. If you do not comply entirely to the search, you can be arrested um, and put in prison for a year and have a fine. They're also limiting the sites at which you can protest. So oh my God. they've already tried to take Parliament Square off the table. And now they're also saying that you can't disrupt the operation or maintenance of any um, key transport infrastructure. So any new roads being built, any new airport terminals being built, you can't um, in any way disrupt those. And protests now also can't take place at any key sites. So any oil refineries, any any major sites like that, any transport, um, newspaper um, presses, newspaper companies can't block any of those um, in response to XR's Broxbourne action. Um, so yeah, it basically takes away any key sites that protests have always taken place at. Um, again, making them pretty ineffective. And then there's a really, really problematic um, new provision, which is to introduce serious disruption prevention orders, uh, which are basically ASBO style. And that means that anyone that has been involved in a protest that then became illegal or were present at a protest that could have become illegal, could have caused disruption, if they have been involved in two or more, um, they can have a serious disruption prevention order put on them, which means that they can no longer communicate with members of the organization. They can no longer um, go to certain places at certain times, use the internet. It basically is an attempt to dismantle activist organizations. So any key players within them are 
ousted and can no longer participate. Um, and these can last for up to two years and then be renewed. So it really just does attempt to make any political dissent impossible. That's so scary. Yeah, that, that one's really minority report, isn't it? It's like, don't even think about it. And just to say as well, this serious disruption is now with these new provisions defined as inconveniencing two or more people. So this isn't about the general public being affected. This is two or more people, which... That could be anything. That could be yeah. me, you know, not... I mean, uh, oh my God, I can't even get my head around this. But I mean, how are they, you know, I, I just, in my head, I'm just thinking, and I can imagine people listening in, this is, come on, this is never going to happen. I mean, even if this bill passes, how are they ever going to, they're not going to do this, are they? But it seems like... That's what's really scary about this is there's not much awareness of this bill and there's kind of this assumption that surely that surely they wouldn't do something like this and it's meant that people haven't been as involved in fighting against it as they should because people can't quite believe that it really would be as bad as this yeah i, th I think the other thing that's so frightening right so you could think oh yeah well that's those rules would never get past the supreme court because they're against the human rights act but actually, this is part of a suite of proposals. So Dominic Raab is going to overhaul the Human Rights Act. And then there's also the Judicial Review. And then there's also the Borders and Nationality Bill, where they can take away your UK citizenship without even telling you. So it's like not really an accident. This is a series of planned legislations that are seriously taking liberties. Their intentions are very clear here, so you can't... It's it's not that we're framing this in a cynical way. Um, this is very much part of the overall agenda. So, yeah, it's, it's really scary, and the media haven't reported on it enough, and there's a lot of misinformation that politicians are using to defend this bill, which is the protest tactics that we've been using, especially Extinction Rebellion, Black Lives Matter, um, which have been misreported. They often refer to events that haven't actually taken place in the Commons as part of the defence for this bill. XR and Black Lives Matter are referred to extremists um, and anarchists, and they often refer to um, things like blocking ambulances and general effects that we've had on the public, which are, are not accurate. Um, yeah, and we have uh, what we call a blue lights policy, where the blue lights... <laughs> of ambulances, police cars, whatever, we let them through. So it's, it's pretty bleak, but what can any of us do at this late stage to influence the outcome? So even though it's completely unacceptable and in violation of demo everything democratic that this country stands for, the, um, the good thing about the government introducing these amendments so last minute and in the Lords is the Lords do have the power to reject these amendments. So the action plan now is to, tar to target lords who um, many of them are unaffiliated to political parties, so they can vote however they wish, so however we can try and convince them to vote. And so there's lots of crossbenchers and bishops and non-affiliated members of the lords that we can try to reach out to and um, encouraged to vote against these amendments, the new ones that we talked about, but also to vote in favour of some of the amendments that would soften the damage of 
the original part three. So there's a provision to try to remove the noise trigger to make Priti Patel um, define serious disruption on the bill. So parliament actually has a say. And so there's a number of amendments that would at least try to somewhat disarm the uh, damage of part three. And so we need to try to reach out to those lords before they go to vote on this bill uh, between the 10th and 17th of January. This is our one chance to get them to make the changes. If that doesn't happen by the 17th of January, then this bill will stay as it is and go back to the Commons where they will accept it and send it to for royal assent. And then we're done. Oh my god. Okay, so we need to be writing to those lords. Yeah, exactly. And we've set up a digital rebellion page, um, which has uh, templates, emails, scripts, so that we can call them. Um, and we've isolated some targets that would be hopefully uh, sympathetic to our concerns. Um, there's a Kill the Bill action Saturday, the 15th of January. Yeah. Another important day will be um, the 8th of January, Saturday, the 8th of January, which is a national day of outreach to try and encourage people to get involved in campaigning against this bill. So uh, get involved, you can participate. We need to get public awareness up for this bill because it really is quite terrifying, the amount of people that don't know the real um, cost of this bill. So please do get involved. Um, and there's more information uh, on the links that um, we've shared. So killthebill.org has more details about that. But it is a national day of action. So all organisations that um, are threatened by this bill um, can get involved or should get involved. Mm. And it's also worth calling out Labour as well publicly, if we can, because they've not been very clear about where they stand. They voted against this bill initially in the comments. So it's very likely that they won't U-turn now, but they haven't announced their position and they certainly haven't played any role in getting awareness out there for this bill. So yeah, it would be important to publicly try and put pressure on them to take a stand. Absolutely. They have a massive responsibility that their followers should be aware of what the hell's going on. This is completely unacceptable. There's no, this is not a democracy. I mean, it hasn't been a democracy for a long time here in the UK, but this is just another level. Yeah, get involved with the digitalrebellion.uk forward slash policing bill action. It'll have lots of information on there um, that you can use to uh, lobby the crossbench lords, which are our primary target. Just the other thing people can do, because the media has been so rubbish on this, I think we've just got to write to the editors of newspapers. It's old-fashioned, but if enough of us do it, it might it might just, you know, even The Guardian hasn't covered this a lot. I noticed that Amnesty International finally woke up about two weeks ago, and Liberty have been doing a fair bit. There's a really good video from Liberty, but... You know, we've just got to make as much noise as possible. Yeah. And there's also um, a campaign that's Kill the Bill are driving, which is about generally this um, suite of bills against human rights. So a human rights ally campaign uh, is going on, which is generally just to try and um, do what we can to stop the damage of the national and borders bill of the yeah Dominic's Raab's plans for the Human Rights Act, the Official Secrets Act, and anything that kind of um, threatens our human rights and democratic rights. So really urge people to get involved in that as well, because that is exactly what's uh, 
threatened, being threatened right now, which is our, our rights. So it's not a big ask. Absolutely. And it doesn't have to be a complicated letter. You know, you don't have to talk about parts and amendments and whatnot. Just literally write to them and say, why have you not been reporting my fundamental human rights are being violated or are, are on the threat of being violated? Why are you not reporting this? This is absolutely outrageous. So yeah, do tweet email, ring them, you know, whatever, send them a pigeon. Um, <laughs> bloody hell, I can't believe it. Thanks, Rosie, so much. So I know I wanted a slow start to the year, <laughs> but we just got to get on it, you know? No. We just got to get on it, I'm afraid. Keep up the fight, so... yeah. Thank you, as always, Rosie, for giving this incredible overview for us and making us understand a bit better how bad the situation really is. Um, so, yeah, come back soon and keep us posted. Thank you, Rosie. Come in. Thank you. This is Rebel Radio. Stay tuned for change.